Hey everyone, welcome to the fifth episode of the DCL Dude Podcast. I am very excited about the special guest I have joining me today. Her name is Cheris, and she has been a stage performer for Disney Cruise Line on several uh, dif- different occasions and uh, has traveled all over the world with Disney Cruise Line. And we met by chance when my wife and I were sailing on an Eastern Caribbean itinerary back in, I think it was 2013, uh, and we were seated uh, at dinner with a friend of hers. And even though she wasn't able to sit with us each night at dinner, we were lucky enough to have her join us on uh, two or three nights and and got to ask her questions about her experiences. And it was just fun to be able to chat with her and then watch her up on stage on the nights she was performing. And she's extremely talented, and I'm I'm very excited that she uh, agreed to join me today. So, Cheris, welcome. Thank you. I'm really excited about this. I'm, I'm geeking out right now. <laughs> I'm really excited that you uh, agreed to join me. I'm, uh, I'm. It's hopefully this will be a lot of fun and. Uh, yeah. So you are currently over in Japan. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that and what brought you over there? Correct. Well, uh, Mickey Mouse always seems to get me on a boat or on a plane somewhere. So (laughs) I was done with Disney Cruise Line and taking a little break. And then I got a call. Uh, A friend had actually referred me and told me about this tour. He's like, have you ever done this tour called Disney on Classic? And I was like, no, Disney's in the title. Tell me more. (laughs) And um, it's this uh, the Orchestra Japan which is this gorgeous 60-piece orchestra that's based out of Tokyo. They do uh, a fall concert every year where we tour all over Japan with the orchestra and perform Disney hits. And they get eight singers every year from New York. And I was lucky enough to be one of the singers because they needed someone to sing Circle of Life, which, of course, has been my calling card for the last five years. So, yeah, so it's it is cool. That's awesome. Japan is very, very different. Yeah. But it's, it's a great experience. I'm loving it. Definitely. And uh, how many, so how many performances like a week are you doing? I'd say about six per week. Oh, wow. Five or six per week. Yeah. Any, any nights where you have two on the same night or is it, you know, pretty much one a day? Mostly one a day. A couple, there've been a couple Saturdays where we have two shows in Tokyo when we're performing at the forum, but most of the time it's just one show. Oh, okay. Yep. That's awesome. And you're enjoying yourself, you said. Yeah, I'm having a lot of fun. Are you getting able Japan to, is gorgeous. to tour around Japan a lot? Oh, yeah. They have these bullet trains here that can go, they run on magnets, so they go ridiculously fast. You can oh. get like across the country in just a couple hours. Oh, wow. No so way. on my off days, I've been waking up early and hopping on the bullet trains and going to see a temple or hike a mountain or something like that. So it's been That's fun. awesome. All right, so I, I know you're you're busy and you're on on a schedule, so um, we'll kind of get right into it and uh, sure and, and and just see where it takes us. Um, yep. So how did you first get started with Disney? Actually, I ended up with D- Disney Cruise Line kind of by accident. Oh. I um, I was at Pearl Studios in New York, and I had I got called in for this one this one show. My friend was in it and she referred me and I went in for the audition and it wasn't great. And I just kind of felt kind of icky afterward. It just wasn't, it, nothing bad happened, but 
with the material when I sang it, it just didn't feel like a show I would want to be in. Yep. And I kind of got the feeling that the person behind the table that I was not what they were looking for anyway. So I was like, ugh. I wasted a day for an audition and then I was going to go home and eat my feelings as you do. And, um, I saw on the, I just happened to see on the marquee, they have like a wall in Pearl studios that lists every room and, and what show was auditioning in each room. And I saw Disney written up there and I was like, Hmm, I could try that. And so I ran home to get an extra headshot and came right back to Pearl studios and just walked in and there was no one there. I got there at like 10, 11 a.m. and the room was empty except for maybe three girls. And I went in the room, waited maybe five minutes, and then I auditioned and I actually completely forgot about it. That was around, I think it was in September. And then I got a call in December and they're like, hi, this is so-and-so from Disney Cruise Line. Um, Ed Whitlow wants to see you. He wants you to come in and sing for him. And I'm like, wait, when did I audition for Disney Cruise Line? I had completely forgotten. <laughs> and then I went in and sang for him. And a week later, he called me and offered me a part wow. on the Disney Fantasy. That's awesome. And so yeah. from there, was there – so you, you kind of talked about the audition. So after that, there wasn't any kind of additional tryout process. Yeah, apparently the cast that they wanted me for was already in Toronto. They had already started rehearsing, so they needed someone in a hurry. And I guess my my headshot must have come up in the pile that he had from the audition they did a few months ago. But usually the audition process is um, you go for the first audition, and you usually sing for one or two people. And it's usually the casting director and the choreographer. And you prepare two 16 bars of song. And then if you get a call back, they'll, under normal circumstances, usually they'll tell you that day or the next day because the callbacks are usually within two days. Yep. Uh, and they gave me uh, some choreography to learn to prepare for the callback and did that. And then, yeah, that's pretty much it. The audition process is pretty short, relatively short. Yeah. So do you, you prepare your own song? So being a Disney audition, was it a Disney song or was it something that you kind of use for your other auditions? No, actually, it's funny. The guy walked into the room and he goes, do not feel like you have to sing a Disney song. We want to see you. Right. Also, for the people behind the table, I'm sure they don't want to hear part of your world sung 50 times in a row. So right. it's actually better to go in and just sing a song that you enjoy singing. Right. So I picked my favorite audition song nice. and sang that. And then they kind of, based on your look and your type, they kind of figure out where they want to put you. And then for the callback, they will email you some material and say, hey, can you learn this song by tomorrow or the next day? Gotcha. That's awesome. Yeah. So then from there, um, once you um, accepted the role, so tell me about the training and the rehearsal process. Did, where did you go to do that and how long does it take? And um, just, yeah, kind of walk through that. Sure. So they, oh, the rehearsal process is really fun because they, re they rehearse in Toronto. Yep. So you hop on a plane and they send a car for you and take you to the studio. Nice. And they put us in these gorgeous apartments that are in downtown Toronto. Like oh, I walked wow. in my apartment. I was like, I'm sorry, there's been a mistake. Is this by the room for Cheris Vaughn? Are you sure? This is really nice. Are you sure I'm supposed to be in this room? Right. So, uh, yeah. And then we rehearse in Toronto usually for two and a half to three months. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, you get there on the first day, and it's kind of a getting to know you. You go around the circle and say, hi, I'm so-and-so. Yep. This is my first contract. And then um, after that, then they launch into assessments, which is when they give you a couple dance combinations to learn. 
that way they can kind of assess how good or bad of a dancer you are so that they can figure out what parts put you in. Yep. And I am not much of a dancer, so I'm usually <laughs> the park and bark queen. That's where I live. So you'll do some movement and everything. So they'll like give someone like me, they'll give an easier combo. Whereas if they know someone's a dancer, they'll give them a harder combo. Oh, okay. And test them out with partner work and everything. See if the guys can do lifts. And yep. then they cast, they kind of piece together the understudy roles and the ensemble roles. Gotcha. And then you get to work learning the six shows. Six. Oh, so that was going to be my next question. How many, um, how many did you have to learn? So it was six? Yeah. It's usually the Welcome Aboard show. Yep. Then there's usually three book shows, like you know, we, like on the fantasy we had, we had Aladdin, Believe in Wishes. Yep. And then there's the the farewell show, and then the pirate night show. Oh my goodness. Yep. Oh, and then there's also the show that we perform in the club late at night called yep. London Rocks. Oh. I think since I've been there, actually, they have a new show now okay. that, that came just last year. But so technically seven shows. Yeah. Wow, that's that's crazy, and and all that in two to three months, you said. Yes. Wow. So how, how, like how much, how many hours in a day? Is it a full day that you're doing that or is it? Yeah. We usually rehearse Monday through Saturday, nine to six. Wow. Sounds like a full-time job. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then you could be called, like my character is kind of <laughs> jokingly called the diva track because nice. again, park and bark. So when yep. they were learning <laughs> the big dance numbers, like under the sea and everything, I felt so bad because yep. I was sitting in my hotel room and didn't need to be there. <laughs> So even though the rehearsal goes all day, you may not necessarily be called for the entire period. Like I may have to be there on a Monday from nine to noon and then have the rest of the day off because oh, they're okay. working with the dancers. So it varies from day to day. Yep. Gotcha. So, yeah. so what ships have you performed on and, and how many contracts? Obviously I know the fantasy cause that's the one I, yeah. I saw you on and I know the magic cause you were over in Europe. Yep. So I did. Five? Wait. Okay, I did two on the fantasy. I did one on the dream and two on the magic. Okay. So yeah, five contracts. Wow, that's awesome. And, and so the only the only ship I haven't done is the wonder. So yeah. that one's next on my list because I want to go to Alaska. Oh yes, yes. I I love Alaska. We uh, Alyssa and I went uh, a couple summers ago. I can't remember, but. That'd be if you, maybe if you go on it, it'll give us an excuse to get to get back out there. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> um, so can you? So once you're you've you've done your rehearsals and you you've you've um, you've learned all the shows. Take us through kind of just an average performance day. I, I know you're sort of involved around the ship, um, mm -hmm. doing other things, but is is it different on performance days? Um, no, it's about the same. Usually the average performance day, uh, depending on the newer ships or the newer shows, because the audience is packed out, we usually have three shows in a day. Like for shows like Tangled, yep. the, the, we were doing three shows a day. So you'd have a matinee show around 2.30 or 3 o'clock, and then you'd have the evening show that was at 6.30 and 8.30. 6 and 8.30. Right. And in the morning, a couple days a week, we usually have to do character greeting. So average day, I'd get up 8.39, greet Anna and Elsa or greet Princess Gathering for a couple of hours. Mm -hmm. Then I'd have a couple of hours free. I'd usually get my coffee and sit on deck and read my book and stare at the ocean. Nice. And then I'd head to the theater and get in my makeup for the show in the afternoon. Okay. So you did have some mm -hmm. time, some downtime during the day to kind of 
mentally prepare for the performances. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Good. Sometimes uh, we had to greet right into like the start, not into the start of the show, but where we had to get dressed. So sometimes we'd be running in our greeters and then I have to get my makeup on. Oh, and, wow. But most of the time there's, there's some downtime in, time in between. Yep. And then on a port day, if there's a show, usually we're free most of the day since all the guests are off the ship and they're out of, off exploring. Then we're able to get off the ship and explore as well. We just have to make sure we're back on the ship. Usually it was around three or four o'clock. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, and without getting into too much detail, can you kind of take us backstage during a performance? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Since our shows are kind of, they're not, they, since it's all of us playing a lot of different parts. Right. Backstage is usually like this choreographed, organized I, marathon chaos. I always wondered if it was sort of like a, it, it had to be sort of choreographed because I imagine it's, it, you're right, it is probably pretty chaotic. Yeah, because like someone could seriously get hurt because like we're running, <laughs> especially the dancers. I think the dancers, my head is off to them. I, I can't believe, I mean, usually the dancers on the ship, there's maybe about three to six dancers and they are usually in every single scene. So the guy you saw who's dancing um, at Cinderella's ball, the next scene he's got to play right. a goblin or, yeah. or, or, or a warlock or something. So he's running off stage and then there's usually someone backstage to help him change and quick change. There's not even time for them to go to the dressing room. Wow. And a lot of times, even for us singers, there's not time to go to the dressing room. So you go backstage into the hallway and it's just all of us, changing our clothes as quickly as possible. <laughs> and then some dancers would have to change their clothes and then run across to the other side and make their interest on the other side. So sometimes there's actually people in the hallway going, okay, look out, we're coming around <laughs> the corner. And you hear feet stomping in the hallway and you just go against the wall and to protect your own life. And then it's usually a dancer running and stripping at the same time. Oh my goodness. Leaving their costume there. And yeah. then there's a costumer chasing them, picking up the costume to put it away. And the dancers got to run over and put on another costume. It's really, I, I actually enjoy it though. It's fun. <laughs> and what about with like, um, you know, uh, parts of the stage and props and stuff? Like, are those things in the way and you can trip over stuff? And or is it usually usually not? They've the got yeah. Our props team is amazing, I and bet, they've yeah. got they've got places. Everything has its exact place, and everything is. The moment you are not using it as an actor, you're told, okay, put this here. And then um, one of the techs will grab it and they'll put it in its proper place. Oh, okay. So there's never like props or anything laying around. Only clothes flying around, but nothing else. <laughs> just, cl just clothing. Just costumes and ball gowns and wigs. Right. So is do you, do you guys all like get your makeup done beforehand? And does that take a while? Yeah, we do our own makeup. It oh, usually okay. takes me like 15, 20 minutes to put mine on. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's not too bad. So not too long. Yeah. What's the uh, what's the favorite show you've been a part of and what's your favorite role? Oh that would even oh that's hard. <laughs> uh, oh so hard. Okay. It's a toss up between Believe and Disney Dreams. Okay. I could Both totally be biased because those are the two shows where I sing Circle of Life. So right. it's pro I'm probably very biased. But <laughs> those are my favorite because I like the storyline. Like Disney's Believe is the one about the single father right. who's not paying attention to his daughter. And it gets people. It yeah. really 
people come to Disney thinking the kids will be all excited, but that show really speaks to the adults. I've seen grown men cry at the end of that show, which I love. <laughs> and then Disney Dreams speaks to that tween crowd who's probably in the theater and doesn't even want to be there. And they're like, magic stuff is for kids. This right. is stupid. Can I go to the arcade? Yep. And then here's this girl, Anne-Marie, who's like kind of in that tween stage where she feels like she's too old to believe in magic. And then she learns this valuable lesson. So I think those are my two favorites. Awesome. And they're great. I, they make me cry. Like I've cried backstage sometimes listening to our shows. I'm such a <laughs> dork. <laughs> I, that's awesome. I mean, it, it, you know, it shows that you're passionate about it. And yeah, um, I think I could speak for uh, my wife. And when I say that, when you would sing circle of life, it was probably our, the highlight of our, uh, show watching experience we thank we, you and i'm i'm being honest we we both loved hearing you sing circle of life thanks so much i love that song yeah, i still okay. someone asked me have i gotten sick of it yet because i've pretty much been singing it for five straight years i'm like nope <laughs> never gets old always fun always makes me cry and, and you're singing it now you said yes that's awesome and it's what's nuts here is I'm singing it here with a full live orchestra. Oh, wow. So I, the first day of rehearsal, when I heard the orchestra play it, I started sobbing. Like I was like <laughs> visibly shaking and people in my cast were like yeah. holding me. And then people in the orchestra were like, oh, she's crying. Is she okay? And I was like, oh, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Yeah. I, anytime that song comes on, no matter where it is, on you know on the radio or on tv or whatever it just, i get goosebumps me too no it's that that song is alive it's yeah, just it, it's something about it it just arrests you and you're uh, kind of like oh it's, oh i love it i love that i get to sing it all the time yeah yeah it's it's awesome i i mean i also get to sing it all the time but i <laughs> i'm not as good at it as you are <laughs> uh, but uh moving on uh, what's uh what's the best part about being a performer on a Disney cruise? Oh, oh wow. I like um I really like meeting the guests after the show. Oh, we nice. don't really do it as much on the fantasy, but on the magic we have this thing called see you real soon. Right. Uh, actually, they do have it on the fantasy, but only Mickey and the gang do it. Yep. But on the classic ships, the actors come out in our costumes and we talk to the guests afterward and yep. it's really great to talk to the guests and meet all the kids the kids come up to you and they go you sing circle of life you're you're a princess are you a princess and it's just oh my god just <laughs> bawling my eyes out like i always had tissue hidden in my costume ready because a little four-year-old one day this four-year-old boy came up to me he was like you were saying you sing like angels. Oh, my goodness. You're an African princess. And I just lost it. I was like, oh, my God. Thank you, you beautiful, adorable little child. But where's your mother? Why are you alone? Um, so I love that part of it. Yep. And they also, actually, for me, I even though I live in New York, it's a very fast-paced place. I love being on the ship, and life is so quiet. Yep. I mean, after 10 p.m., that ship pretty much shuts down. Yeah. And I can just sit out on the deck and look out, and there's nothing. And it's so nice not to hear a siren going right, by right, or yeah. people blasting music in their car. Like, it's just so still. Yeah. So, and, of course, the traveling is amazing. Yeah, of course, yeah. So those are my lots, – lots of perks to that job. Yeah, definitely. So, on the contrast to that, is there a worst part about it? 
Oh yeah. Um, the missing, <laughs> I missed, I mean, the isolation, cause our contracts are pretty long. Right, uh, we rehearsed right. for two months in Toronto and then we're on the ship anywhere from seven to eight months. And it gets frustrating just missing out on certain things back home, especially if you're on the ship for the holidays. That's a little rough when like, your family tries to right, Skype you yeah, in and they're all together. Yep. And um, just missing out. Like for me personally, one of the harder things was missing my best friend was in her entire pregnancy and gave birth to my niece and nephew. And I missed oh, both of yeah. them. Like I, I never even have seen her pregnant and she's had two children. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, cause she found out both times she found out she was pregnant right before I left for the ship. And then I came back and the baby had been born. Oh, so wow. I just, I didn't get to, I didn't get to be at her baby showers. I didn't yep. get to rub her belly and give oh. her back rub when she, things like that. You're, and I missed, um, I missed a couple of my friend's weddings too, because oh, okay. Oh, I found out about them after I signed, and I couldn't say, "Hey, I want to oh, get off the right. ship for a week right. after I've signed the contract already." So that one, those are, those are the tough moments, yeah. and also so, the ship itself. Huh? Uh, go ahead. The ship itself is very cozy. I actually enjoy ship life. Like we have our little room, and I find it perfect for one person. It's like my miniature little studio apartment in the middle of the sea. Nice. But it, it gets about halfway through the contract. I always hit this wall. Where I'm like, get me off this ship. Oh, yeah. And for about two weeks, I'm like going crazy. And then it passes and then I'm loving it again. Right. So it's right. just kind of, at times you can kind of get cabin fever and feel really isolated from the world. Definitely. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. Um, and I think I, I saw you were able to bring your, your family on with you a couple times, right? Yes. That's a great part of it. Yeah. That, yeah. that seems awesome. I bet they really enjoyed it and watching you up on stage. They loved it. And also no one in my family had really been out of the country before. Oh, so nice. being able to granted we had to squeeze into my little room. Yeah, so sleeping same. arrangements weren't always the best. <laughs> but being able for my family for them to have a trip and go to Europe and see Europe for the first time, I, I, I love being able to do that. Yep. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's like my awesome. stepmother, she she teaches Bible history. Yep. And at one point we went to Ephesus, which is oh, wow. like a major. So she was there and she was crying. She's like, I can't believe I get to see this place that I've been teaching in my yeah. Bible history class for 20 years. And now I'm here. So that's wow, a great part about so it too. Yeah. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So you, so you did have your own room. Is, was that true for everyone? Not everyone. It depends. Um, often the singers have our own room and the, the dancers on the new ships, the dancers have their own room. On okay. the old ships, the dancers share. So it's kind of, it just depends on the size of the ship for the most. But usually the singers have our own room. I think it's because they don't want us to, one of us to catch a cold and then we all bring down the whole cast. My right. personal opinion. Because <laughs> one of us gets <laughs> Actually, sick and we pass it to our room right, and that's yeah. two tracks that are out. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. Um, what about just like everyday living on board? You know, eating and um, just... Because you don't typically eat, you know, in the main dining uh, areas, right? Unless you you have a visitor or... Yeah. Are you always eating up on, you know, on the upper deck? Or do you have um, kind of a special place where the, the, the cast members are kind of gathered? Yeah. The, we, don't, um, we don't eat up on deck unless we have a guest sailing. Right. So for us, on a daily basis, we eat in the crew cafeteria, which is basically like 
think you're like your typical middle school, high school cafeteria. Oh, yeah, really? Like usually there's like there's like a little salad bar and there's always apples, thank God. I cannot <laughs> live without apples and peanut butter. Like, can we talk about it? I was so happy when I got on the ship and I knew that there was apples and peanut butter because when I found out I couldn't bring peanut butter on the ship, I thought I was going to have a heart attack. But then there it was waiting for me in the cafeteria, so I was okay. No one gets hurt. Nice. <laughs> uh, but yeah, usually <laughs> rabbit trail. But yeah, we eat in the cafeteria and it's usually, it's open breakfast, lunch, and dinner and then they have something called late night snack which yep. is sometimes like extra food that they have they'll bring down there for us to we can grab some of the extra salad and stuff from upstairs so that's yep. fun so there must be like internal hallways and stuff that guests never even see and you can kind of just move all around kind of behind the scenes yeah, on every cruise ship, even not Disney, but just it's just a standard for cruise ships. It's called it's this main hallway that goes the length of the ship yep. on the bottom deck called the I ninety five. And then I don't know why I don't know why it's called I guess because the I ninety five freeway goes like across the country. Yeah, so I guess right, exactly. Because I had a friend who worked for Royal Caribbean, and they called theirs the I ninety five too. So oh, I guess no it's way. a cruise ship thing. Yeah. So that's a this this one big hallway yep. that goes from the very front of the ship to the very back and it connects all the hallways down on the the lower the water level and below water level floors which is where most of us live oh okay yeah most of the crew areas are down there cool mm-hmm. so you spend a lot of time with you with the other uh, performers I, I imagine you probably build close relationships with 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 most of them yes yeah I've had I've made a couple really good friends yeah. from those contracts. For me, actually, that's a really scary part of it because I'm more, I know it's hard to believe because I'm a performer, but I'm very much an introvert. So being shoved into a group of 40 something strangers and then just being forced to try to find relationships actually is quite terrifying for me. (laughs) So it's always nice. Usually on each contract, I find like one or two people that I end up keeping a really good contact with afterward. And since most of us are from New York anyway and live there because we're actors, then we can we meet up and have reunions oh, and cool. like meet up at a bar in New York and see each other and see nice. how everyone's doing. So that's cool. Nice. Um, do you, have you ever had a, a negative experience with a, a fellow performer? Oh, of course. Oh, you have, I mean, you don't, you don't have to get <laughs> yeah. into specific details, but just, just curious. <laughs> oh yeah. Things happen, but yeah. you pretty much have to go, okay, I'm at work. Right. Hopefully the other person you're dealing with is mature too and cannot bring it to work. Admit that's not always the case, yeah. but if you can just do your work and it not affect work, then it's cool. Gotcha. So yeah, yep. And being in such close quarters, I, I imagine it's probably hard to to avoid someone if you're having pr- issues with them. <laughs> oh, it's very hard because they're everywhere. You you're come right. out your room and there they are. You yep. go eat breakfast and there they are. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. man, I, I so you just kind of. I think everyone kind of develops their own mechanisms for handling. Cause sometimes even people that you like, sometimes you just need a break, but from seeing them constantly. Right. Like, it's funny. Like most of it, it cracks me up when my friends who work like normal jobs say, Oh my God, these people at work drive me nuts. I wish I could get away from them. And I'm like, you do get away from them. You work <laughs> nine to five and then 6 PM to 9 AM the next morning, yeah, right. you are free from them. However, yeah. in my line of work, I am not. Yeah. Right. It's a very different, oh, man. but yeah, you just, you just learn to deal with it. Kind of learn to compartmentalize. Gotcha. Keep it professional. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. So this is, might be a tough question. What's the, what's, 
What's your favorite place you visited with Disney Cruise Line? Italy. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. wasn't tough. Italy, for, I, if I ever have come into money and someone, I'm buying a house in Italy, and that's going to be like my summer house. Oh, Italy's, wow. Especially, I like the area around Florence. Okay. And I love Cinque Terre. Yep. Those two areas, the like the Amalfi Coast area. Oh, my God. Sorrento yeah. and Naples. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> They're amazing. Um, and Naples, oh, my God. It's unreal. It's unreal. Yeah, that's awesome. Did you visit Rome at all? Yes. Yep. My Rome from Rome from the ship was a little stressful because it was like an hour. Yeah, right. And ten minute train yeah, ride, and then once inland, you get yeah. into Rome, it's so big. It is, yeah. And navigating those trains when you're in a foreign language is a little scary. So <laughs> I went a couple of times, but I liked to go with like a group on a, a tour group or a port adventure, and gotcha. I didn't have to worry about when I got oh, back because yeah, I yeah, knew the tour guide would handle it. So yeah. Yep. Um, Alyssa and I lived in Italy for four months uh, back in <gasps> college. Yeah, we we, Where? we studied abroad there. She lived in Florence, and I lived in Rome. And so, oh my God. yeah, we got to obviously, you know, live in those cities, but got to travel all around Italy. And, and I, and I agree with you. It's, it's awesome. It's, it's a beautiful country and it's so it's, diverse and there's so many different, uh, experiences that you can get because you can go to a different city and get a whole different experience. So yeah, I agree. Italy I it is there. an awesome place. And the Amalfi Coast is probably my favorite part of Italy. It's it. nothing it, nothing there looks real the photos i right. took sometimes i go did i photoshop that no i took that photo on my phone it, that happened right yeah it's 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 awesome um it, how did you get up to to cinque terre is that a uh a port adventure it was uh where where was that trains there was one place that we stopped we didn't go there much oh okay we went there a couple times. Oh, was it? Did the did the ship um, dock somewhere nearby? Yeah, the oh, ship docked okay. about a, a twenty minute train ride from Cinque Terre. Gotcha. Oh, and I'm blanking on the port. What was it called? Yeah, I can't okay. remember. But yeah, the ship docked there a couple times during my second contract, and it was all you had to do was do a twenty minute walk, twenty minute train ride, and you were there. And That's it was, awesome. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. All right. What's your second favorite place you visited? Oh. <laughs> uh, Oh man! Because the first was too easy, so I gotta, I gotta get a yeah, <laughs> a tough one. Oh, uh, the south of France. Oh, okay. Um, that was gorgeous. Yeah, we stopped in. Why am I blanking on names of ports? <laughs> I can't believe this. For what it's worth, I'm like... also blanking on them. I, you know, I can picture the itineraries and where they go, but this the ship just docked in this gorgeous area and you could just get straight off the ship and get food and everything was right there and if you wanted to you could take a 10 minute bus ride and you're in the middle of nice or you could take a bus ride in the other direction and you were in um oh my god blanking again it, uh what's the city is it uh, where no the city with the it's known for gambling like all the celebrities go oh, there and um, they have yachts and in in the car oh races my... and yes <laughs> <laughs> blanking uh, what is uh, this monaco yes yes yeah oh, i bet that's cool yeah, yeah so that we, was a cool port we've Loved not it. been over to europe yet on a disney cruise but it's something that we we would like to do so that'd be fun D yeah you, you didn't get, did you go up to were <laughs> you on were you on um 
on the magic when they were doing like the the northern europe um like norway and, and iceland no. and those places no, I wanted to, but I never, that was a contract I never ended up on gotcha. just where the, the way the chips fell. But I visited my friends who was working on the ship when they were in Copenhagen and Sweden, uh, Copenhagen, Sweden, Sweden, Russia. So I got to sail that itinerary, one oh. of those itineraries as a guest, which was a lot of fun. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So I just got to, yeah, be a, be a normal, normal traveler. Normal. Yes. Place. That's cool. Yes. Fine. So you've been on three of the four ships which would you say mm-hmm. is your favorite one? Oh, that's tough okay as far as the actual ship i really enjoyed the dream okay something about i think the the dream out of all the itineraries the dream and the, the crew on the dream i think they have the toughest amount of work because the dream does two cruises in a week right quick turnaround so yeah. everyone works more hours on the dream than i've noticed on the other ships and something oh, about that makes people on the ship more i just found the dream to feel very family like the crew everyone it just it felt like yeah it felt very much like a family even though it's such a big ship the other ships felt like a family too but oh, okay something about the vibe on the dream i just really liked it yeah interesting yeah, and I think also I liked being in America twice a week instead of once a week because then I could just have cell service two days a week instead of one, and that is a game changer in itself. Yeah, so speaking of that, tell us tell us a little bit about what happens when you're docked in like essentially the the home the home port, so Port Canaveral, or you know wherever the the start of the cruise um, was going to be. Mm-hmm. That is the day. Usually, get up pretty early, pretty early, and everyone goes straight to Target. <laughs> it's like oh, Target is mecca when you work on a cruise ship. It's like Target or Walmart, but I prefer Target. Yeah, sorry, Walmart. Oh my, because you just—I think something about being there makes you feel normal. Even when I didn't need anything, I would end up at Target, just walk around, and just—and also there was a shopping mall nearby, yep. so I'd go there. But. Yeah, Target was where it's at, and then they have the Starbucks in there. They have free Wi-Fi, so you walk in and you see half the cast in there FaceTiming with their families. Uh, but it was usually just run every errand you can as quickly as you can. Okay. Also, me personally, when I was on the ship, what I missed most food-wise was strawberries and avocados. Oh. So I would go to the grocery store and just get a box of strawberries and like two avocados <laughs> and literally get a plastic spoon and just eat it. Yep. And it was delightful. That's funny that, that those two things are the, the things that you miss the most. Yeah. It's funny how just being, I actually joke. Cause I don't know if you've seen that show. Orange is the new black. Yeah. Not that a cruise ship is anything like prison, but <laughs> I relate in the episodes where they're like, man, I could kill for right for uh, for a steak and shake cheeseburger right yeah. or a shake shack yeah, cheeseburger yeah, yeah. right now and i'm like oh my god that's what ship life is like right you're like yeah, in the you... middle of europe and you're like i just want a shake shack cheeseburger and cheese fries and i can't just go get it right now so i imagine uh you don't realize how much you enjoy certain things until you <laughs> can't have them 100 percent, 100 percent, wes did you um did you were you nervous about when you first were um, um, gonna start with Disney Cruise Line? Were you worried about like seasickness or did you have any problems with motion sickness? Did it take you any time to adjust? <laughs> and did you oh, have God, any issues throughout? 
Yes. Okay, my first contract, the week we got on the ship just so happened to be the most rough waters that they'd had in like a year. So yay for us. Right? So we're on the ship learning the shows that we've never done before. And I'm like standing there like, oh my God, I'm going to puke right now if this ship does not stop moving. So at first it was rough. And then I discovered the magical, um, they have these things called C-bands. Yeah. Oh yeah. Those are life. Because I can't do, I, they're amazing. Oh, wow. I can't do seasick pills because they make me tired and grumpy. Like okay. I'm incapacitated if yeah, I take yeah, a seasick yeah, I pill. I get that. Especially with all the trap doors and things, like there's no way I could do a show yep. and be sharp enough. So I, someone told me about C bands and like you put them on your wrist and they push on this pressure point on the yep. middle of your wrist, yep. and any nausea, vertigo, or anything like that is gone within no 20 way. minutes of putting them on. Yeah, oh, wow. they're amazing, and they only cost like 10 bucks. Right? Yeah. No, I've seen people so wearing once, them um, on cruises, and I, and I always wondered if they actually worked. They completely work. I was uh, I was thinking, I'm like, oh, my God, I can't do this job because I want to puke every day. Granted, the waters, they got better. They got smoother after yep. those first two weeks. Okay. But uh, every now and then it'd be rocking and I just put my C-bands on and yep. I didn't even notice. It was great. Oh, wow. And so, I'm a person. I get motion sick everywhere. I get motion sick in cars. Oh, okay. Like in a car. If I sit in the backseat, I'll get sick. Oh, wow. Trains, planes. So, like, I – So, you must have been yeah. a little nervous then when you initially committed <laughs> – Yes, very much so. <laughs> Had you been on a cruise before? Yeah, I'd gone on cruises on Carnival with my mom and sister a couple oh, okay. times. So, so at yeah, least and you then knew those I, I what felt to okay, expect so. a little bit. Yeah. Gotcha. And then between contracts, you know, when you would spend, you know, time back on land, did you after that were you kind of used to it or did you know did it ever you all you still had to wear the c-bands every time you you would go on i think each time i went back i got more and more used to it okay because like the last two contracts i did i only had to put them on when we were sailing near a storm gotcha so i think my body kind of adjusted yeah yeah i the first time i ever went on i got so sick and and i it was extremely rocky seas and I was just curled up in my bed for um, <laughs> the, <laughs> the whole first night. And I was like, well, this is going to be a miserable experience. <laughs> but luckily, yeah. luckily, uh, you know, I actually took some Dramamine and I, and uh, it does make you really tired, but it, it helped with the motion sickness. So, oh, but yeah. I haven't had much problem since then. So, so that's always good. Yeah. Um, so, do you think you will be back with Disney Cruise Line again in the future? Oh, yeah. I'd love to. Yeah. I think I've got a couple more contracts in me. Awesome. I think for now, I mean, honestly, I never know because I always say this, but I kind of want to just, once I get back from Japan, I want to stay in New York for a little while. Yep. And just get in front of those casting directors a lot and see if I can book anything there. But yep. I, oh, I'd love to go back. I especially, I really want to do The Wonder. I've already emailed them and said, okay, I want to do The Wonder. Nice. Letting you know. And yeah, you do all four ships. Yeah, definitely. So how does it how does it work if you're sort of a, a repeat performer? Usually, uh, sometimes they'll ask you to re-audition, just depending on if you want to be considered for a different ship and if your yep. part is very different. Oh, okay. Me, for my track, I'm always the Circle of Life singer, so I haven't <laughs> had to re-audition. Yep. Um, or an, also, if they're new, doing a new show, sometimes they'll ask me to send a videotape or something like that. Oh, okay. But usually I can just – I can email them and say, hey um, – 
there's this form you can fill out that says if you're interested and when your next available date is, and then they'll call you and let you know if there's any, if there's a part for you. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Do you, um, do you have, do you have friends on the wonder right now or any friends that, you know, would you, you would get to join you on a, on a future contract? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. There's a, actually, I almost did the wonder for this fall. Oh okay. But then I ended up booking this and had right. to turn it down. Yep. So, but yeah, I had a friend who emailed me and she was like, "Oh my god, are you doing the wonder? I'm doing it." And I was like, "No, I'm going oh. to Japan instead. Yep. Yep. And have fun." Definitely, yeah. yeah. Um. So, you're you're wrapping up in Japan in January. Then what's next for you? Then it's to, back to that audition grind. Yep. Yep, audition season is January. Like January through March is the heaviest season. Okay. For auditions oh, really? in New Just York for theater. General, yeah. You mean. Gotcha. So I will be hitting the ground running and working my survival job, whichever one that is this time. Yep. And auditioning like a mad woman. Good. Hopefully, yeah. I could book, do Hamilton. If I could pick anything, I'd be in Hamilton. Oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> aim high. Obsessed right? with that show. <laughs> Have you actually like, seen it? I... No, oh. I can't get a ticket. <laughs> it's impossible to get tickets. I... To I've heard, yeah. They call. I can't even afford. I even would like wait outside and wait for the cancellation line yep. tickets. And the cheapest one was like, they're like, oh, we've got a cheap ticket today, three hundred dollars. I was like, oh my excuse goodness. me, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I, I that's not cheap for some of us. Right. But thank you for the offer. <laughs> oh man, well, I thank you so so much for doing this. Um, sure. I, I really really appreciate it, and uh, I. I wish you the best of luck. I every time I see that you're auditioning, I'm I'm rooting hard for you because you you definitely deserve um you know any role that you want because you are I mean it when I say you're extremely talented. Um, Thank you. And uh and I think it's awesome that you're over there singing Disney songs in Japan and uh I I just I I wish you the best of luck. Thanks. And, uh, Thank you so much. And this was fun. I love this. Well, yeah. En- enjoy the holidays over there, and uh, and and have fun, and and good luck to you. Thank you. All right. Thanks again, Charis. I really, really appreciate it. Sure. Anytime. As a reminder, you can connect with the show by following along on Twitter at the DCL Dude, and uh, feel free to ask a question or or leave a comment or share the podcast with with your followers and. I'd also be very grateful if you uh, could rate the show on iTunes and, and leave some feedback. And, uh, of course, if there's anything I can do to improve your, your listening experience, please, uh, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening. Yeah.